I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Hope y'all are having a great Friday. Um, I'm feeling kind of good right now. I'm just, uh, well, actually, uh, I don't know. I've been having a hard time sleeping lately. It's been uh, a couple days. I think it has a lot to do with how I'm feeling inside because I've been dealing with uh, some pain, dealing with a a few things. You know, the body tends to tell you that you're old, even though your mind still tells you you're young, that kind of thing. I'm going through that at the moment. And so, uh, you know, you get home at night and I just, uh, lately Liam and I have been watching TV. We've been watching a lot of movies. We watched Fight Club last night and uh, we're, we're going down the list of all these movies, right? And they're the IMDb's, the Internet Internet Movie Database's best movies of all time. And so we've gone through a few and rewatched a few. And I forgot how just how creepy and how weird <laughs> Fight Club is. It's um, I don't know if you go back and you watch some of these old movies, some of these old horror films. And you know, I don't I don't know if you would consider it a horror film. It's kind of a psychological thriller. Um. And, you know, people have had experiences like that, right, where they feel so isolated or they feel like everything around them is changing and they can't, they, they don't have control of their lives. They, 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 they just have, um, I don't know, they feel like they're losing control. And, I mean, I'm fully in control of my life right now, but it, I, you know, ever since, and I, I could share this with you, please. I mean, ever since, um, and I've told you about the homeless camp that's near our house, and I've told people on for people who listen on uh, Aftermath.media, we talk about it on Beyond Zero all the time. And Liam tells me I shouldn't complain that we should move and we're going to move, hopefully. But um, ever since, see, the homeless camp was just across an area. We it, we had uh, a bar and then the strip, and then there's a strip club that's there and then a few other things that are there. And then we have um, this area where the homeless would camp. And it was like a, it was like a wide area of field, you know, that separated us a little bit from them we were still close like neighbors but what happened is they shut it down and they moved instead of you know moving them all out they decided to camp right in front of our 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 apartment we have a gate of course but the gate now is is it's got something covering it up so ever since the homeless camp moved in front of our apartment I've been hearing people yelling in the middle of the night. I've been hearing people fighting in the middle of the night. I hear people, I hear sirens at night. I hear unexplainable knocks on the door, not on my door, but the neighbor's doors. Or I see people like, you know, you know, kind of prowling in the parking lot. And I, and I keep saying, you know, and and I keep hearing, you know, loud noises, loud explosions. I hear all these things. I keep looking over my shoulder at the window. And, um, it's like, it's like being terrified of something that you know you shouldn't be scared of it but you are for some reason you 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 tend to feel the the, the blood chill when you hear a, a loud sound or or you hear someone scream or yell and um you know i've called the police before and they just kind of say well it'll calm down after it never calms down it's always you know they're yelling because they're tweaking or something's going on or whatever but um for me you know 
I go to bed now. I'm the guy that's going to bed now late in, late at night. I mean, I used to go to bed around one or two in the morning. Now I'm going to bed at four. Um, we're watching movies, so it kind of takes my mind off of everything. But for many years, I have heard stories from people who are not at all afraid of sharing their experiences. I'm sharing my experiences of, of, of startling fear that I get is this kind of cold sense of, you know, wanting to grab the red Jimmy bat. You know, we showed the red Jimmy bat, the one with the spikes on it. I just want to grab it, you know, and I hold on to it, you know, while I'm, while I'm sitting on the couch. Um, and some people have told stories about, you know, encounters they've had, whether they be paranormal encounters or things that, you know, you know they've come close to dying or they've come close to, you know, being in a situation where they thought they were going to die. Um, I saw a 11-year-old today. There was some sort of a, a, a video that was going around of an 11-year-old that fought off an attacker. And, you know, it, it was terrifying to me to see this. I mean, I can just imagine the fear that was going through the mind of this 11-year-old girl as she was being attacked and, and almost abducted. The guy had a knife, right? But she fought him off and uh, she left something on him so that he could be caught by the police. But a lot of people have scary stories in them. They have these terrifying stories. Either they're stories that uh, have been held inside them because they're afraid to express them. But there are those who have experienced paranormal events. And they're afraid that someone might think they're crazy or perhaps delusional if they share them with people. Now, ask anyone who has sat up in their beds in the dark room. There's something that usually startles them, and they look around to see if the dog or the cat has somehow found its way onto the bed. Now, I'm the kid right now. I'm the kid, like in the Metallica song. I'm sleeping with one eye open. I'm holding my pillow tight, but, well, you know the feeling. Your body is dead tired, but your brain is artificially alert, and you're just trying to take life hour by hour, and eventually... You fall asleep, but every little creak, every little knock startles you. Every branch that scratches across the window makes you wonder that somebody is out there scratching on the window. You look under the bed to make sure there's nothing under the bed. You know, you, you know that you're crazy because you're, there's no demons under the bed. Of course there's no demons under the bed until there are. That's been me lately, right? I, I, Carl Jung said that there are people who... Sometimes when they're startled, when they feel like their world is crumbling around them, they see or they experience what are known as primordial images or they call them dark archetypes. They're, they're part of the collective unconscious. They're in there. Okay, And these are all archetypes that tend to remain buried within the unconscious mind. And deep down, we respond to them and they are programmed into us through religion, art, literature, and, and films and the shadow archetype is the most dangerous one of all because shadow archetypes have a tendency to invade your thoughts and when those shadowy thoughts become groupthink when a whole gr group of people start thinking about you know these terrifying things there's this possibility that through some quantum trick a manifestation takes place it's all about power it's all about time it's all about light it's all about sound it's like remember when the twilight zone it's a you know he talked about how it was a you're about to enter the twilight zone it's a it's a place of sight and sound and and it was true because i mean 
when you look at the world, and, and when Rod Serling was reflecting on the world during the Twilight Zone, he, he was starting to, he was making commentary on how the world was changing rapidly and how previous held truths are actually not as factual as we once thought. So, I mean, why wouldn't it be possible for the supernatural to be real? Why wouldn't it be possible for time warps to happen and, and having people lost, missing, without a trace, abducted? I mean, I've been thinking about this now that the whole UFO disclosure event is happening. People want to equate UFOs to demons and other supernatural entities. And, and while I don't like to blend my two topics, it can be argued that the supernatural and demonic forces can be or could be linked to aliens and UFOs. And for the moment, I don't like to have my peas touch my potatoes. I mean, that's one of those situations I like to separate. I separate my chupacabras from Bigfoot. I separate my Bigfoot from aliens. I separate my aliens from my demons and my angels. But I like 14 stories. I'm a, I'm a 14. I like the strange. I, I would be remiss if I didn't share with you um, other chilling tales that um, I, 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 I wanted to share with you some of the stuff that I was talking about the other night on On Beyond Zero. I, I, I have hazardly brought up to the aftermath aftermath.media crowd uh during an on beyond zero podcast about some of these strange stories that uh, that have influenced me that that you know i was talking to a listener who was bringing up all sorts of topics ranging from ufos to areas on the planet where there are time warps and um you know of course it got into that what 411 what is it missing persons 411 that you know dave pilates or whatever his name is talking about what the, his book and the miss and it's missing 411 the book missing 411 we were talking about that and then just talking about how people have disappeared or they have wound up in unfamiliar places that they believe are from another time and i started talking about this short version of a story that i love to tell about four young women that were in utah that uh, drove their car into a time warp and I was, it was a place called Modena, Utah. It was I, I said it was Moderna, but it's Modena. I'm so used to hearing the word Moderna with, with, the, with the vaccine. It was, it was Modena, Utah. And it's become a bit of an urban legend. And I want to share it with you coming up on Ground Zero. Because once again, it's part of those scary stories, those stories we tell each other. But a lot of them have a lot of fact behind them. You know, they turn into myths. They turn into urban legends. But the truth is somehow far chilling. And so we're going to explore that tonight on Ground Zero. Kind of a change. You know, you know. Even though we do talk about the paranormal a lot of this program, it's been a long time coming to get some of these scary stories out of my system and to acquaint you with some new ones if you haven't already heard about them. Five zero three two two five zero eight sixty. That's five zero three two two five zero eight sixty. I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero. <laughs> 